Hi guys. <laughs> hey, Gary. I knew you were going to okay. be able to and, do and it. And Carrie gave that thought before she started, by the way. Well, go ahead. You were, okay. We want to shout out our newest Patreon. Patron. 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 Get away. Patreon patron. Yeah. That's pa- right. Patreon patron. Mm-hmm. I'll just say patron. Who? Patron. Uh, oh my god, Janelyn! It's like your ESL going on here. I mean, oh my god, it's difficult and weird. No, it's not. Don't be rude. Okay, sorry. Okay, but but all of you. You sound guff- like an exchange student. All of you are guffawing and making fun of me. You totally barreled over her name. Yeah, I'm sorry. Say it again, Janelyn. Janelyn, who loves Jack and Mom, yeah, you're and my making too. Aaron and Dean feel a little bit. Oh, she said she loves us all. Okay, all right. I'm not mad. <laughs> just disappointed. I'm not hurt. Just you know what? Devastated. I would be willing to bet you guys are someone's favorite. Well, it'd be nice to see <laughs> that mean, in on the Facebook. Yeah, I'm that's such saying. a long thing to say. You're someone's favorite. You get a participation prize. Someone out there has bad taste. Well, thank you. But thank you, Janelyn. We love you, and we're so thrilled that you listened to us. Yeah. And are contributing to our Patreon. Support. Thanks. Now the episode. Welcome to Weird World. Welcome to Weird Weird World. (laughs) Weird. God damn it. Weird World. Weird 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 World podcast. Weird Weird World. God damn it. Weird World, which I can't freaking say. So I'm gonna say those two words for me, please. Weird World. Weird World. That show. Dad, shut your mouth. Rachel, the forgotten daughter. Okay, let's talk about Satan. He was never. Oh. I want to be a science teacher. Uh, and we'll have to put a picture of Aaron's bangs on our... Oh, on shit. Our- yes. <laughs> there you have it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. Hi. <laughs> My name's Carrie. I'm Rachel. I'm Jack. I'm Aaron. I'm Dean. We're going to talk about something weird. Yeah. We don't know what, though. You don't, do you? Let's hope one of us does. You're going to find out pretty goddamn quickly, though. Is that the rest of your uh, intro? Sure. What, what else do you want to Well, I thought about? maybe we'd do the whole, you know. Oh, okay. You know what? Beforehand. If you want to, um, first of all, why don't you subscribe to us on iTunes and then rate us and review us and tell us which one of us you like the best because oh. we have a little internal competition going Only if here. it's me. Spoiler, it's me. <laughs> God damn it. I need some uh, love. I'm losing. Yeah. Spoiler alert, there's only two of us Shut up. Yeah, who have it in writing. It's, it's out of pity. It's out <laughs> yeah, of pity. Exactly. It's like, oh, Lucy, Sam. Technically, okay. it wasn't your name. Instagram. Everybody likes the mom, though. Uh, Twitter. Instagram, Weird Word Pod, or podcast pretty much on everything. Instagram, we have Facebook, Twitter, and Patreon. And mm-hmm. that's about it. Well, it's today, we do have the horrifying state of events. Okay. <laughs> it, it is horror. It is horrifying because we bring it back around, Dean. It was because we're going to talk about Edward and Lorraine Warren, oh. the infamous oh. Warrens. You know the people, the paranormal investigators extraordinaire, the stars and the inspirations for what's now become a cottage industry of scary movies: Conjuring, Insidious, Annabelle. Their sequels. Their sequels that are still coming up. They've investigated thousands, allegedly, of hauntings and later exorcisms, or mostly really exorcisms, or demonic possessions, 
They've uh, investigated poltergeist cases. They've done thousands of um, supposedly ghost pictures. Basically, whatever might bring them some attention. I'm going to try not to, to you know, prejudge here. But really, what this is about <laughs> is we're going to first look at their most famous cases, most of which or many of which you will have heard of because you saw them in the movies. And then we're going to look at those cases a little more closely behind the scenes and judge. We'll give the info, you judge for yourself. I have a very clear conclusion of my own, but uh, whether or not what they said was true was in fact true, okay? Um, I'm gonna need this looked at by my lawyer, <laughs> because that was a contract. <laughs> a little bit. So basically Ed Warren and Lorraine Warren are kind of like self-taught uh, ghost hunters slash demonologists. I mean, self self-claimed or self-named demonologist, as opposed to the classically trained yeah. ghost hunters. <laughs> yeah, people with their PhDs in demonology. They're, that's yeah, the well, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Demonology. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee yeah. that's the thing. Studies. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, but that's not the same thing. Probably well, like Cambridge. You know, like like they religious studies, are, but yeah. where they specialized in demons. I'll bet you money there's people like that yeah, out there. They like, live yeah. for like those History Channel shows mm -hmm. on like the exorcism of blah blah blah, and you're you yep. always got like Bob Jones demonologist. <laughs> yes, I understand people can. I, you know, I can call myself a fairyologist. That well, doesn't mean no it's a, a valid. Go get the training. I'm talking about. <laughs> Level of education. Yeah, I'm not a whole lot about here. An actual accredited. Yeah. Yeah, we're saying Jack and I are saying that yes. That's, that's a thing. Yes. It's not just Aaron. Degrees Take it from the other two. Yeah, in demonology. Yeah. I understand yes. not believing Aaron. That makes sense. <laughs> but hey. you should believe Jack and I. Um, okay, me, me I'm Jack. gonna look this up. She's gonna Go look this it. up. She's gonna look this up. <laughs> she had it gumming. Lorraine Warren, fortunately, was also a medium and a psychic. So that helped. That made them quite the duo. Quite the team. Mm -hmm. Those are helpful skills. Those are very helpful when skills. When you're hunting demons. Absolutely. And ghosts and, and, ghosts and things like that. Yeah. So they founded the New England Society for Psychic Research, the NSPR, or NSPR, as I call it that. That's kind of like a ghost, back in the 50s, kind of like a ghost hunting group. They worked with, over the years, they've worked with doctors and priests and researchers, and, and they've even trained other new demonologists. So oh. they've kind of, you know, paid it forward. Edward, by the way, was a policeman before he started this whole ghost hunting thing. And even apparently in the early years of the ghost hunting thing, he was also a bus driver. Uh, <laughs> and let's see. Ghost which, hunting doesn't pay a whole lot. I, I, I originally did not. After a while, it paid off yeah. handsomely for these folks. And not and pre-movies, they, they published many, many books on, on their cases. So and, and of course, when the movie money started rolling in, they've been raking it. Wasn't he dead? He's dead. Edward is dead. He died in 2006. Yeah. Lorraine is still alive, but apparently she's not. She, I think she has dementia or something like that. So, over the years, by the way, they claim to investigate 10,000 cases. No. 10,000. It's possible. That's some Gene Simmons shit. <laughs> some Wilt Chamberlain. Over uh, how many years? Since the early 50s through the two. I mean, we're talking literally 50 years. So it's possible. 10,000. 10,050 years. Do some quick math. No. Bitch, I don't no. want to do that. It's 2,000. No, it's 200 a year. That's not that bad. That actually is Over 365 days. Yeah, that's a lot. Okay, I'm calling, we're calling bullshit on that. Let's not call bullshit too, too soon. We have lots of calling bullshit to do later yeah. on. So some of the famous cases include the Amityville hauntings, which I know you know of, mm -hmm. the Conjuring case and its spinoff Annabelle. 
which by the way has another movie coming out called The Nun that is a spinoff of Conjuring 2 Electric Boogaloo mm-hmm. and it will be the fifth Conjuring movie or the fifth, fifth I, I guess in the Conjuring universe I guess and um, the writers I've just read this the writers have this whole like kind of Conjuring slash Annabelle universe written down so they know because there's prequels and shit like that and sequels and everything so they want to try to keep it straight it's, it's become honestly the all the movies combined have have grossed over 900 million dollars in US the Damn. Conjuring cinematic universe it is yeah. it really is it's which is all you know based on this stuff okay. so nowadays they run a thing called the occult, the Warren's Occult Museum is back in Monroe Connecticut where they charge up to 160 bucks for quote unquote events where you can see all kinds of super cool things like the Annabelle doll and stuff like that. God. So that gets us up to date. Now let's talk about the cases. Amityville. You guys know Amityville, right? Yeah. That was, there was the movie before your time. What, when was that character? Early 80s? Yes. Early 1980s? Late 70s, I would think. Was it late 70s? I thought it was 80s. And then they made a remake with Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds to his great shame in 2005-ish or something like that, right? I have not seen that. Didn't they, they did a, um, a TV movie, too, didn't mm-hmm. they? I'm sure well, they no did. They did a TV that. series that did not well. Really? Did not well. Did not do well. Turns out. Nothing. When I'm drinking beer, you guys know to cover for me. No, Come check on, it. man. Check, I have nothing check, to say. By the way, today is a delicious Green Flash mm-hmm. West Coast IPA. It is scrumptious. Green it Flash, is. we will accept your sponsorship. Okay. Um, today I'm having a nice crisp pib extra in a large <laughs> Del Taco cup. You just want a Del Taco? The only thing that's open. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, that's not <laughs> the reason, though. Because it's the um, post apocalypse. Anyway, yeah. so. Uh, this is probably the most famous ghost story. This may be the most famous ghost story in modern ghost stories, anyway. It's a house in suburban Amityville on Long Island where a nice, normal couple, George and Kathy Lutz, moved in in 1975. Totally unknown to them, Ronald DeFeo had murdered his entire family, all six of them, just the year before in that very same house. Oops. Totally unknown. Lies about that shit. Totally yeah. unknown to the Lutz family. I'm Was sure. this before... Yeah. It was legally, uh, yeah. uh, you were legally obligated to say. Talk about your disclosure item. Yeah. I mean, there was something happened here. Yes, something, well, six things happened here. Yeah. Yes. What year did, was the murder? The murder was 74. The Lutzes moved in in 75. The movie was 79. They work fast. Ooh, they shit. do work fast. The book came out Too soon. super fast. Yeah. <laughs> Time before it was even over. Yeah, I know. But yeah, let's say the outline. It's kind of like Eat, Pray, Love. They had the outline before <laughs> the events happened. I'm yeah. a little skeptical. All right, well, just hold on for the skepticism. I'm going to no, talk I'm about... No, that they didn't know. The who didn't know. The Save that, too. The oh, the lot. Okay. Uh, but I wanted to, what I want to do is talk about these six famous cases as the Warrens claim they have. Oh, okie doke. Okay. Oh, okay. So, they... Uh, it was... I, I can't... It was supposedly... There was the murders. Was there also an Indian burial ground? Or what am I thinking over there? That's Poltergeist. Oh, Poltergeist. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. So either way, there is these ghostic demonic, force, demonic forces terrorize the Lutzes with like oozing blood, swarms of flies, welts that just appeared on the body of the All family right. members. Some of the kids levitated. Ooh, same. Which is sounds fun, actually. I don't know. That's, I know, that's like a Matilda bullshit. <laughs> there were lots of banging noises, and there were unseen entities, and they, they lasted about 28 days. They moved out. Unseen entities? Yeah, I guess ghosts, but... Moving things, that's, probably? I guess, yeah. Putting footsteps in the flower? Yes, maybe. Probably. <laughs> probably. probably. That's the classic little testy mm-hmm. trick. It is classic. I know. The, I, don't, I don't remember. 
Because you're completely I don't know. invisible, but you will leave footsteps. <laughs> yeah. I know. Why? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's supernatural, but they still have to leave footsteps. They're not intangible. They're and when invisible. the mattress or the, or the sofa it just kind of bends down, it's creepy. Yeah. yeah. Or the, the piano. Yes. Hello. The Warrens were asked to, quote, cleanse the house. Huh. So they naturally brought an entire camera crew with them. Oh, I was, I was expecting Sage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, they, I imagine they did. They did some of their, whatever their voodoo is, they took some pictures, and which in, in, during which, by the way, uh, Ed claimed to have seen a boy with glowing eyes, and Lorraine said that the land was damned, quote unquote. She said that um, this became her most feared case. This, this scared her more than any other case they ever investigated. Quote, Am- Amityville was horrible, which she said this, by the way, at a press conference for The Conjuring. <laughs> <laughs> It was absolutely horrible. It followed us right straight across the country. I will never go in that Amityville house ever again. So that's Amityville as it occurred to the uh, Warrens. And again, that just ended by because the, the family moved out. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't know if they chased the bad mo- mojo away or what. what? Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. The uh, other one that you've uh, heard of is the Perrin family, also known as the Conjuring. That's the story behind the Conjuring. So it was an old Rhode Island home that was built in like 1736. It was allegedly haunted by Bathsheba Sherman. Is this the, the movie with Lily, what's her name? Yes. I think so, yes. The Lily, um, yeah, the first one. Uh, what's her name? The hell's her name? No, I don't know. I can't think of her name. Vera Farmiga. No, that was, she was in she Insidious. Was, she was in The Conjuring, too. I mean, yeah. oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She wasn't in Insidious. She, she was Lorraine. Lorraine. Mm. She was Warren. Lorraine Warren. She's on her, yeah, and Patrick Wilson is, is Ed Warren. Lily was the mom. That's why, That's no, right. I don't think Vera Farmiga was in Insidious. No, no. The Warrens no, are not, in Insidious. I know, I know, I know. Con, I, I meant I like, Conjuring. Am I missing Insidious something? is based on another case of theirs. Yeah. I think. You said Maybe? Insidious I could be wrong. I don't think it is. <laughs> you know what it might not be? It's, it's not. from the same it's people absolute. who do Conjuring. That's why I, I messed it up. My bad. Uh, well, Patrick, uh, Patrick Wilson's, Wilson's in it. Yeah. Yes. Insidious. Yes. Not my bad. It's not a, that's not a Warren thing at all. Right. No, I was yeah. very confused. Okay. The Conjuring is, though, and Annabelle. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Not Insidious. Got it. But The Conjuring. Bathsheba Sherman. Bathsheba Sherman, <laughs> also called Thayer, by the way. Is that Sherman? Ish. Is he really Sherman? Yes. Like P. Sherman for the Wallaby Way Sin. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bathsheba Sherman. I've seen her name called Thayer at other times. Why is she a pharmacist? What she the just hell? is. She's uh, in the 19th century, though. Dentist. Three. Uh, what? He's no. a pharmacist dentist. What was that? I, there's a there's a reference going on that I'm uh, what, are you, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm just Sherman sounds like such a mundane name oh. for a demon from um Finding Nemo. Oh okay, but Bathsheba that's pretty demonic. Come on, well, yeah, that's why I was by. not expecting the Sherman oh to my come God. after goat it. Name. Goat name. Bathsheba that yes. would be a good good name. So in the 19th century, three of her four kids died in fairly quick succession. Naturally, the locals thought that she was a witch or a satanist or both. And so they ostracized her. So as a consequence, she hung herself in the backyard. Happens. Before she did, though, she cursed the land and said that whoever lived on that land would die. See, why do people do that? Just because to, they're sad and angry. Yeah. I was going to say, and so her, I'm not curse, talking about suicide. her curse waited. No. Her curse waited until, a, a 19, until the 1970s, effect. so it was a delayed curse of over a century. It's the savings bonds of curses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, fast forward to the Perron family. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's P-E-R-R-O-N. So it could be Perron or it could be Perron. I'm going to go with Perron. In Rhode Island. In Rhode Island, yeah. Well, what? It's not Argentina. It could be Portuguese. See? Portuguese. Portuguese, they may do the R's. They don't do the L's. An L does not make a Y sound in Portuguese or in Spanish. There's no L in it. I'm just telling you a different fact, Carrie. Oh. Like Vasconcelos. It's not Vasconcelos. Never mind. So, in the 1970s, the Perrin family is living in that house where uh, Bathsheba killed herself. They begin to notice some ghosts. Oh, some ghosts? Mm-hmm. Should just be one. Well, I think there's one because they, uh, at least they report ghostly visitation visitations. At first, though, they were kind of nice. What? The ghosts helped the kids with their chores, oh. played with the kids, but then it got a little bit darker particularly when Bathsheba Sherman's ghost was involved. So I think there were multiple ghosts, but they could identify Bathsheba's ghost specifically. And she was kind of nasty. Maybe it was the kids that she lost. She There was disembodied voices and furniture moving. and, and what, No, say again. <laughs> Maybe it was the kids uh, that Bathsheba yeah. Yeah. lost. Yeah. The, the kids nice were the nice ones. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. Now I, I like believe it. them. I like it. I like it. Yeah, so the kids were, okay, playing with the kids, helping their chores. Hey, if we help with your chores, can you play quicker? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Exercise us so we can move on. I remember doing that when I go over uh, to Tim's house and his dad was making like sweet specks of molecules off the kitchen floor and things like that. I would um, actually not lift a finger to help him even though we had to go out and get drunk. So uh, I should have. We would have got drunk faster. So Oh, great story. Thank you. Had a beginning, middle, and end. Okay, so... Bathsheba, especially, she had it in for the mother, Carolyn Perrin. She would pinch her sometimes. She would <laughs> slap her. Jesus. She Trooper. felt up. Okay. Yes. She groped husband, Roger Perrin. Um, and, you know, I guess apparently <laughs> to, to just to piss off Carolyn. I don't know. It's like, hey, he's your husband. What are you going to do? I'm a ghost. I'm yeah. him, oh, look. Sexually harassing ghosts. Absolutely. You're going to notice that again. I, again, I was going to say, that's Get the ready. theme. Buckle up. Yeah. So. The Warrens come in in 1974. They again do their mojo, but apparently, and this time it only made the ghost angry or angrier, and the parents finally asked the Warrens to leave. And the parents, I believe, just moved out eventually. Again, that's how that ends. A lot of these things just end with people moving. Yeah. <laughs> well, they all do, don't they? Yeah. Not all of them. No, no. Sometimes no. Sometimes they're successful exorcism. They're like running that. away from their problems like Ooh. chumps. God damn. Oh, now she's, Rachel's a bad-mouthing ghost. <laughs> this is why Shit, these fucking happen. As soon as I hear like a weird knock or giggle, I'm fucking out of there. I'm breaking that lease as soon as I fucking can. Get out. Gotta go. Bye. See ya. But you lived with Penelope in the attic yeah. for seven years. Yeah. We have a ghost in the attic, by the way, named Penelope. The kids named her Penelope. Mm-hmm. What does she do? She just lives. She's just there. Does well, she ever knock? Does she ever live? I guess. No. Yeah. She just dies. Well, Jack, I'm sensitive. Yeah. Fuck off. She's already dead. You're a deathist. Well, once she broke the heater, and once oh, yeah. she broke the air conditioning, yeah. so that's what she does. Yeah. Mm. She's kind of a bitch. Poltergeist. <laughs> kind of a gremlin ghost. Now, Poltergeist would possess one of you kids and make you throw shit and no, jump. That is absolutely not what a Poltergeist does. Ghosts. I know. They throw things and shit like that. That's they don't not possess. possess. They can. No. I don't think so. <laughs> Have you even seen the Hilt film? The Poltergeist Hit film? I thought oh. the Hilt film. The Hilt film. The Hilt film. The Hilt film. Yeah, you're right. You're right. goofy sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Annabelle is our next case. What about the bitch? It, what? 
I don't like her. <laughs> You're scared, aren't you? Jack's getting a little scared right now in real life. Of Annabelle. Jitterbug. Jitterbug? It's jitterbug. <laughs> jitterbug. In 1970, a nice middle-aged couple buy a Raggedy Ann doll. And yes, it was a big Raggedy Ann doll. It looked nothing like the doll in Annabelle. At an an antique so store. Scared. And they give it to their daughter. She's a nursing student who lives in, I think this was in LA. Okay, that's wrong. a little bit weird. That's I, it is a lot part. weird. She's a grown-up. So maybe she loved Aunt Raggedy Ann when she was a kid. They found it at an antique store. And it's big. It's like six feet. And it's not yeah. six feet. Six what? feet. It's like three feet. It's huge. It's like it's, huge. it's anatomically correct. It's, it's really like two feet tall. Terrifying. It's a sex doll. I was going to say Raggedy Ann's sex doll. So um, they, give it to, they, give, <laughs> they give it to the nursing student daughter. She and her roommate uh, have it in their, their apartment. And they notice that the doll does start to do weird things. It... Change, they, they'll come back and it's changed positions. Or they'll come back from a day working hard and it is in a different room. And they're like, did you put the doll in that room? No, I didn't put the doll in that room. Did you put the doll's you know, hand on his crotch? I didn't put the doll's hand in the crotch. Like, that doll's getting burnt as soon as it does something like that. <laughs> what the fuck, fuck y'all? I'm, saying, I'm the ruling. I'm, saying, I'm sorry. Point. I'm sure your parents meant a lot by this, but he's gone. <laughs> we need it's to cleanse gone. our home of the sin. I have the hydrochloric acid. Let's fucking go. <laughs> you need fire. You need yeah. fire and yeah, like, you I don't do. know, incense, yeah. rose petals. We can try to blind it. You're just going to throw no, acid on it. No, I'm going to burn it to fucking shreds. I actually read the the best way to deal with the what? cursed object is to just ignore it. You know, I think, <laughs> I think that's puppies who are misbehaving. Yeah. I don't know if there's cursed objects because you know what they'll do? Either that Some or more shit. Bury it. So it, this escalates into notes written to the roommates. Notes. And then blood mm. on the doll's dress. Shit, so, period. Let her yeah. Some okay. yeah. Be, be sensitive. Get a tampon. <laughs> Get a tampon. Get that raggy and a tampon. So it escalates still further when the roommate's fiance, who apparently the doll took a liking to, he wakes up and finds the doll crawling over him, trying to strangle him as he lies frozen in bed. I don't think that means she likes him. Yeah, maybe, okay, maybe not. Maybe she's jealous. She wanted to be united in death. Maybe. So that would also be a situation where the doll goes. Uh, but yeah. no, they kept the doll. He later walked into a dark room and he's attacked. Okay, you don't walk into dark rooms in that house. Not Bad with a idea. demon doll, no. He flips on a light and he finds his stomach is all scratched up and the doll is lying there on the floor. So the doll attacked him and scratched his stomach with its little soft cloth fingers. I'd be, <laughs> all of a sudden? I'd be fucking... It's pissed off at him. It doesn't like him. Periscoping right. the whole thing. This is why you know this is fucking fake. Because it would happen now yeah. in 2017 and someone would be like fucking vining as a Raggedy Ann doll attacks them and we have proof. Well, this is 1970-ish. Well, and that's the thing. If this is true, these are the dumbest three yeah. people yeah. on the planet Earth. Yeah. Yes. You could say that about every single no, warring case. If this is true, the No, this is a little bit different than having a, a ghost in your house that you can't see or do anything about. That is doing horrible things like if you and opens portals to hell and you're staying there. Well, no, but I Blood mean, oozes. the doll... Theoretically, you just get rid of the doll yeah, and you get rid of your problem. That's not hard. It's yeah, a lot right. different than, you know, Steen. Steen. With your privilege, some people can't just pack up and move out of their home. Yeah, white oh. man. In an instant. <laughs> Check your privilege. God damn. Either can you what? Do you think we're doing that? No, but if you, you find you, a ghost you, just, you could just leave. Like okay, you know. I'm just saying right now, if a ghost starts touching leave. you, we're staying because that's inconvenient not to. So just deal with it. Just so okay. I'm breaking the lease. So. The roommates called in a medium. 
who claimed that their Raggedy Ann doll was possessed by a young girl named Annabelle Higgins. She had died on the land where the apartment complex was built. So somehow, I don't know how exactly, the Warrens get involved too. This is after, so they, they call a, a, a medium, a, a female. She tells them, okay, Annabelle Higgins died here. She's possessing your doll. The Warrens come in and they claim that it wasn't a ghost or, or any Annabelle Higgins. They said it was a demon. It was some kind of a demonic presence was there. They said, quote, the doll was being manipulated by an inhuman presence, which is very much in the wheelhouse. Everything turns yeah. to demons for those mm-hmm. guys. So the Warrens, um, they conducted a blessing on the apartment and then very generously, generously, they offered to take the scary doll off the hands of the two roommates. Naturally, then, they put it on display in their museum. Yeah. As opposed, you know, burning it or burying it under six feet of uh, cement. No, they, they got to charge for viewings. Well, yeah. But, okay, so but they it, do. If, if it's a demon attached to the land or so they're not saying it's attached exactly to the, land. the median said annabelle higgins died here and she's possessing them okay. she's you know a ghost on this land because the apartment was built on the land that she died in uh the warrens came in so no 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 it's the demonic presence it's in the doll we'll bless this apartment here give us a doll we'll take it off your hands case closed you're good we charge tourists to see our doll okay okay so that's the annabelle the enfield poltergeist this became Conjuring 2. This late 1970s, the Warrens are going to England. Road trip. So a poltergeist is terrorizing a family in the North London suburb of Enfield. Single mother Peggy Hodgson has four kids kids aged 7 to 14 in in a rented home. Two of them are start to report some nasty things going on. 11-year-old Janet has the worst things happen to her. Janet. First, there was furniture moving. And there's some knockings on the wall. Then there's demonic voices coming from seemingly nowhere. Then there's all kinds of other noises. There's rocks and toys are thrown about the rooms. Some of the kids levitate, particularly Janet is levitating. Whistles and barks, barks, barking sounds come from Janet's general direction. It became a huge story, by the way. In 1979, it was in late 79, it was published in all the tabloid presses throughout England. Uh, it became really a major cause celeb there in the paranormal world. So uh, two English psychics, psychic researchers, I guess, start to investigate it. And they came to believe that at least some of the phenomena were real. And they thought it was a poltergeist. The Warrens, though, flew to England and they pursued the case. They looked into it and they claimed it was a... Demonic, demonic possession. possession. Bathsheba. Of course, Bathsheba all over. Oh my God, we know this demon. So that was uh, Enfield case. Okay, we'll, we'll look at all these other cases in a minute. Uh, the next case is, you, this has not had a movie made out of it yet. It's the Arnie Johnson possession of 1981. So the Warrens are already on the scene here. This is, uh, oh God, what was it? I think it was New York. I'm not positive I should have It should that. be in your notes. Damn it, it should be. You're right. Um, let's stop the recording now, and I'll go Hell back. No, okay. No. So, they the Warrens have already been called in to help little eleven-year-old David Glatzel. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Glatzel. Glatzel. Slow your roll there, banana boy. <laughs> okay. No one's gonna get that inside yet. Uh, it just sounds uh, kind of creepy. So, young David had awoken one summer night in 1980. And he sees a man with black eyes, a thin face, with animal features and jagged teeth, pointed ears, 
horns, and hoofs. I think that's Ooh. Russell Brand. Yeah, this is where I got the idea. That sounds like a demon. That is describing the exact description that mirrors the creature from the hit horror movie Insidious. It does sound like the Insidious. That's why I I associate Insidious with these guys. Via Dark So Hall. the Insidious peoples, you know, we're picking up on this. I don't know. Maybe. Could be. So older sister Debbie, so she's David Glatzel's sister Debbie, she asked her fiancé, who's 19 years old, Arnie, Arnie Johnson, she says, help us. My, my I, exactly. My little brother is seeing horrible ghosts and things are bad. Bad things are happening to him. So naturally, you ask your nineteen-year-old fiance to help because he's an expert in that. He is surprisingly baffled. David has bruises and scratches on him. So he, so Arnie calls his family's priest and says, "I got this some shit going on here. Can you help us out?" This the priest comes, walks around the house apparently, but the entity only gets angrier. Oops. It makes David now hiss and speak in different voices and quote from the book Paradise Lost <laughs> oh, my, my <laughs> by John God. Milton. Yeah, I don't know why. That's uh, the book of demons. It's no, pretentious it's, uh, demon. It's pretend. Yeah, exactly. I am not going to quote. Have you got? Are you guys into Thoreau? Like I'm into Thoreau. Mm. He's quite interesting. Have you heard of Charles Bukowski? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only poetry I read, and I also like jazz. By the way, mm. oh, so. You enter the Warrens, start get involved. That I think I I'm not 100 sure how they got involved either. I think sometimes they just hear about shit, read about it, and they just they're on the scene. Yeah, they're at the house. Hey. And, and the Enfield one, absolutely, that's absolutely exactly What's what happened. So, while Ed Warren interviewed little David, Lorraine claimed to see a quote black misty form next to him, next to David. Uh, this this told Lorraine that they were dealing with something of a negative nature. So she picked up. That's psychic right there. Look at her go. Mm-hmm. And the kid has like, the kid's hissing, speaking in different voices, and quoting Paradise Lost. Yeah, there's something going on here. Oh, but but it could just be like a happy Paradise Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So this makes sense. Anyway, David complains of being hit and choked, and the Warrens work with four local priests to exercise not one, not two, but 43 demons from out of David. Okay. Wow. Uh-huh. Take the first digit off. That's, <laughs> I mean, somewhat believable. Uh, but what the fuck? But it worked. It worked. David was free of demons. So everything's good, right? Mm-mm. Or is it? 43. Arnie Johnson and Debbie, fiance, are at dinner with Arnie's landlord, Alan Bono. Johnson, Arnie, suddenly attacks Alan Bono Uh-oh. with his pocket knife, stabbing him multiple times and killing him. What? The Warrens, thank God, were there to figure things out. They said that one of the demons that they helped drive out of David had clearly entered Arnie, and that's the creature, the entity that killed Alan Bono. Otherwise, it just it doesn't make any sense. You know. Were they hired by his attorney? <laughs> I honestly though. Well, funny you say that because Arnie Johnson completely agreed and in the court he actually pled not guilty by reason of demonic possession the first time that had happened in an American court boy he lost thank Thank God God. yeah he was convicted of murder so that was the Arnie Johnson possession now we're going into what's called the Snedeker house haunting this was uh, a little less but still it was made into a couple of books and made into a movie called The Haunting of Connecticut I heard of it. Okay. Yeah. Was it, I think was it made for TV movie? Nope. Pretty no? sure it was a feature. Feature? Film. I thought it was made for TV. I'm I thought it was Hallmark. I remember seeing. <laughs> it's Hallmark before all I the movies involved princes and. And rats. 
<laughs> what? That Hallmark? was Hallmark. I sat on the Hallmark channel. Rats? fight everybody. No, you couldn't have. They're all rats. They're, they're all rats. They're all uh, princes that, they're all basically romance novels. So, the Snedeker house haunting involves the Snedeker family that rented a house in Southington, Connecticut. So apparently not too far from where the Warrens were. Remember, they're in Monroe, Connecticut. Uh, they, they rented a house to be near their son who is receiving treatment for cancer in a nearby hospital. Unfortunately, they did not know, absolutely did not know, that that house had been a funeral home. Oh, and shit. It had a mortuary in the basement with like the embalming tables and shit like that. Oh, my God. And a graveyard outside. Jesus Christ. So they missed those things. And apparently yeah. those were also not disclosed. They just <laughs> rushing past the graveyard. <laughs> uh, they would later say, the, the wife would later say that the mother, would, that uh, there were like work stuff on the stairway that went to the basement. So she didn't bother to go down to the basement and therefore never, never saw the embalming table and all the mortuary, you know, tools and shit like that. Wow. How they missed the graveyard yeah. on the side of the house. The realtor clear. was just like, look at this beautiful bay window. <laughs> no, no, wait, don't look at that window. No, because uh, uh, what are those there? Those are just stones, random stones. Let's move on. Mm. So they, uh, when they're, once they're moved in, they find the spooky mortuary tools and things like that. They also start to find toe tags lying about the house. Jesus Christ. Yeah, at that point. Bye. Bye. These are yeah. the dumbest Sorry, I've kid. ever heard of. <laughs> really? Why would you be bothered by it? <laughs> Toe tags? Yeah. In a house that was a mortuary. I'd Jerry, be gone. If you even remotely believe like in spirits and heaven and shit like that, you're fucking haunted. Oh, fuck. That's guaranteed. Like, sometimes it's like, oh, someone was murdered here. Okay, but like, people are murdered all the time. That doesn't mean they haunt the house. Like, it'll be fine. Maybe they would have it. They're good. But you're in a fucking mortuary. <laughs> yeah. You're guaranteed yes. some little ghost fuckery. Yeah. Why? Because lots of people dead things. Because if you believe but in the ghosts, they're, but they're already shit. dead by the yeah. time they get there. So who's leaving the toe tags laying around the house? Statistics. The mortician, the lazy mortician. The disorganized mortician. Lazy mortician. Sorry, Marcy. Um, what? Lazy sunbather. Never mind. Okay. So the um, the wait, I, I, I get I get you're saying, Carrie, but I wouldn't have a problem with it. I also get that you're crazy. I wouldn't because I don't believe in ghosts. But these bitches. Exactly. Like, exactly. Exactly. Case. Chew. Chew. Can that be Harry's Harry's catchphrase? Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. T-shirt. T-shirt. Picture of Carrie saying exactly. With her hands in the air. No, it's hairy now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, the youngest son starts to see what? Uh-huh. Ghost. Uh-huh. And has terrifying visions. Soon, the other family members see some similar things. Lights flicker. Dishes shake with nothing to shake them. Uh, the kitchen tap spews blood red liquid. That's wine. That's every like housewife's dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. You're getting vilified for oh, that. It's technically ha- healthy, right? Mm. Bitch, how so? I don't know. Blood, bitch. I did. I, I literally cast zero judgment in that on housewives. Which one like with wine? wine Who mm. says? I'm okay with wine. Yeah, why housewives? It could be house husbands. It's become a thing. Yeah, it has. But it's, there's no. I'm validity fine. To it. So okay, well this this uh, blood Damn. red this blood red liquid smelled like decaying flesh. So not a, not a wow. Also nonsensical. Yeah, but she, uh, Carrie, well no yes okay. Because <laughs> that was a roller coaster. Worse yet, it was in one sentence. Worse yet though, both parents are raped by <gasps> ghosts. Jesus Christ! This is yeah, American Horror Story. That went yep. straight to Evil Dead. It did. It did quickly. That got that went zero to sixty. So the Warrens arrive on the scene in 1986, 
and they say that the former funeral home is flat out infested with ghosts? No, demons. Lots and lots of demons. <laughs> Apparently, the um, ghosts of the dead are the demons. They, you know, kind of it kind of gets confusing here because they said the reason it was so just ridden with ghosts, it was lousy with ghosts or demons, was that the morticians back in the day when it was a, fu- a funeral home had done some unsavory things to the bodies. So <laughs> let's just no. um, let's leave it at that. The shining. So eventually, the Snedeker family moves. Okay. Uh, a couple more. Smurl family. Yes, S-M-U-R-L. They specialize in weirdly named families, apparently. This is became a book called The Haunted, and it was a made-for-TV movie in 1991. <laughs> Y'all hear that car alarm. I don't know if you heard the car or not, but Who a car. has car alarms? Yeah, stop Who having car alarms, people. No one cares. No one pays attention. Just it G- gets... GTA I mean, that shit. There's no reason for it. Yeah. I think people, car thieves should go out of the way to rob, to steal cars that have car alarms just to prove a point. Theory. Okay, should, I, should we wait? <laughs> should we wait for it? No, because... No, we made a joke about it. It's going to okay. go on. All right. So the Smurl family is the, the book that was called The Haunted, the made-for-TV movie in 1991. Pennsylvania, Jack and Janet Smurl claimed that their home was, was ridden by unexplained loud noises, including pig grunts. Ah. And terrible odors. That's kind of cute, though. Pig grunts. No, scary pig grunts. <laughs> scary demonic. What's a scary pig grunt? <laughs> yeah. Like that. That's, That's really, scary. That sounds like our dog that was just sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> That's Stop it. Oh, speaking of dogs, their dog was thrown into a wall by this <gasps> entity. Fuck that. those ghosts. Mm-hmm. Their beds shaken. Their daughter pushed down the stairs. I don't give a fuck. And the then... Dog. Probably it. Of course, naturally, both parents are physically and sexually assaulted by the oh ghost. Oh my god! It's the Warrens. I wasn't man. telling you. Uh, so this good Catholic family brings in the Warrens. They detect demons, not ghosts. Lorraine feels the presence of multiple demons because she, you know, you've seen the movie. Then Conjuring's like, oh, I feel, oh, this is really taking a lot out of me. I feel some shit yeah. going on here, man. I'm totally legit. She always gets a bloody nose. Yeah. I think she's just lazy. She always like. Oh, like Oh, I can sense the demons and like they'd have to like make her sit down and shit. I think she was just like, I'm tired. She's looking for a, like a nap. Yeah. Lie down. Okay, I'll lie down for a while. <gasps> a demons, I'm still, th- I'm still tired. I'm hungry, demons. <laughs> so the Warrens prayed. They played religious music, trying to drive them demons out. You could just, you know, play Ariana Grande. So, um, I don't know why I picked on her. I don't She's know where that came from. Fully not I apologize. Music. I apologize. Not religious, I'm just like bad music. Remember uh, Manuel, uh, uh, the U.S. in uh, Panama in 1991 to drive Manuel Noriega out of an embassy yes. in Panama? They tra- they played like it's full on death metal. Yes. Top, top, top volume for days and uh, weeks. How long was it? I think it was, I don't know if I remember. But he was in, you know, no, no, I'm sorry, you know what embassy he was in? The mm-hmm. Papal Embassy. The Pope's embassy. It's like the, yeah. the, the, the papal, you know, consulate guy, whatever's in there. Oh, this is a bullshit. I don't like this music either. I don't oh know why. Oh, my God. I but this about. current Pope would be down with yeah. this. Fuck yeah. Like death metal? Mm. Yes. He has yeah. a rock album. <laughs> Did you really? Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wait, that's is Spotify. he playing on? Yes. yes. No way. Fuck yeah. Fucking look it Pope up. Francis has an album. Yes, yeah. he does. I it is on Spotify. Yeah. I think he's, he's one of our listeners. He's the greatest. Hey, Francis. Shout out, buddy. What's up, boy? Thanks for listening. Sponsor us. <laughs> we are sponsored by the Roman Catholic Church. Um, so the Warrens <laughs> prayed. They played religious music. 
they claim that they felt the temperature drop. Ed Warren said he saw a dark mass. One of the demons left the requisite get out message in steam on a mirror. In steam on a mirror. You got to do that. Get out. No one could have written that. That's mm-hmm. impossible to fake. Uh, so they had audio tapes of knockings and tappings because that is proof positive. Ooh, ghosts. There we go. The Warrens investigated for months and months and months doing some intense prayers. And apparently, finally, the demons took off. Ooh. It worked. So next up. Uh, the South. I have two more. The South End Werewolf. This is 1991, what? where they exorcised a werewolf demon from a man, and they wrote a book about it. Made some money off of it. It took place in Essex, England. So they went back to England here, uh, where Bill Ramsey claimed he was possessed by a kind of like a wolf demon. Sure. He allegedly had this history. He at nine years old, he was this happy-go-lucky boy, right, out playing in the backyard in the garden in the back there in, in Essex. And he suddenly felt the coldness come upon him. He smelled something awful, awful, and then he flew into a rage, just tearing the shit out of the garden. Tearing, he told, he tore fence posts up out of the ground. He just throwing shit around. His parents were so scared they stayed in the house until he calmed down. What? So he's a little bit of a freak. I and, think that was cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been. Yeah, PCPC might come back into this place. So he recovered. He gets married. He's an adult now. But he then starts having nightmares and waking up panting as if he feels like a wild animal is coming after him. That's a dream. That's called a nightmare. One night, he attacks a friend in a car, and it has to be subdued by six police officers. Bobbies, as they call them there. He also picked up a prostitute, and he took her to the police station yelling to the police officers the constables that the devil was in, in him and he starts attacking them one of them knees him in the balls but he's fine oh, he shit. keeps coming at them he's not human he's he has the superhuman strength and he's going after him he's snarling he's baring his teeth he's growling he's making i guess wolfman like noises they finally subdue him and they take him to the hospital where he continues he would he would like crunch he would hunch his shoulders and uh, uh, twist his fingers up to make look like they're wolf claws and shit like that. Okay. So the Warrens come over and they say, um, they say that he, you know, I guess I don't know if they went there this time, but they said they started investigating the case and they said, you know what, bring him to Connecticut, we'll exercise his ass, all will be fine. They do, he's good. Nah, he was case on ketamine closed. Yeah. Uh, the Union Cemetery White Lady. This is a ghost. That, a ghost, a ghost story that came, went way, way back. The Warrens investigated it and wrote a book about it in 1992. White Lady. A little more cash. Uh, it's the Union Cemetery in Easton, Connecticut. She was, the, the White Lady woman, the ghost, was either betrayed by either a husband or a boyfriend. And she either killed the husband or the boyfriend or she killed herself. No, it's not. Por que no los dos? Why not both? I guess. Murder I guess, suicide. I guess you're right. Who doesn't love a good murder suicide? Everybody does. So Both anyway, do. the the Warrens certainly do. Fuck yeah! So she haunts the cemetery. Ed Warren very famously claimed to have gotten a video proving the white lady existed, walking along the tombstones. There, he talked about it incessantly. When he was during the investigation, though. He once tried to talk. He was he was actually talking to the ghost. He's communicating with her via Ouija board. No, talking to her in okay. real time, according to Ed Warren. How would you not believe that? And he decides he's going to walk toward the ghost to I, I don't hear her better. And she Sorry, what was that? Like, was it was white lady? I can't understand you. I'm going to you're going to kill me. Get out. You're mumbling. So so he walks to the ghost and she disappears. Later he'd say, quote, you never walk towards the ghost. You let the ghost come to you because you can change the molecular and magnetic field when a ghost is materializing. So then, rookie mistake, dude, why'd you walk toward her then? 
That's a molecular confused. field. He, um, it's science. Okay, science, don't question it. Word don't stuff. question it. So, what really happened to all these cases? Let's take a deeper dive. Amityville, the first one. This case, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. It's an absolute motherfucking proven hoax. Yep. There's no question whatsoever. None of it happened. It was made up. It was cooked up by the writer Jay Anson. He was a struggling screenwriter. He wrote. I, I looked it up. He wrote like short documentary films. He wanted to, to write a book, be a best-selling novelist or a writer. So he hooked up with the Lutzes, and they can literally concocted the story. They knew that Ronald DeFeo had murdered his kids yeah. there. That when that happened, the, the idea probably came soon after that. It's like, oh shit, we can buy that house i can have someone buy that house we'll do this whole haunting thing and over four bottles of wine with lawyer william weber they the four of them concocted every, all the basics of what became jay anson's book and then the movie in 1979 william weber admitted exactly what happened didn't it's, even take that long didn't even take that long at all so in other words we've known this thing is bullshit from almost day one yet how many people out there in the mass world believe Amityville is based on a true story? Way um, almost too many. everyone, because it's always been billed as based on a true story. It's people not. People will believe in a cover-up before they believe that it's a hoax. Sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. The uh, the Warrens got involved. I, I again, I think it's a situation where they heard about it. It was a big story because it, it, it was they supposedly they wanted to get in on it. Or I'm not positive though, because remember by this time they were already kind of quasi celebrity paranormal because they had written books. Uh, they were in the area. Remember, they lived in Connecticut, not far away. So I don't know if I honestly don't know if they're invited or not. But toward the end of the month of hell that this Lutzes lived through, they had a kind of psychic slumber party. It's been described as. Uh, and during this time, Ed Warren claimed to get a picture of, of one of the demonic forces that Lorraine was at the time saying, "I feel a demonic force. I feel a demonic force." That's how she spoke, by the way. That was her voice. <laughs> okay. Like fucking Mario. And <laughs> so the, that picture's around, but most people have seen the picture. They they say it looks like just one of the camera crew in, in the dark <laughs> in the hallway. So the Lutzes made millions. Jay Anson finally got something published, and the Warrens became that really kicked them up. That made them ghost kind of ghost hunting paranormal superstars, despite the fact that they had presented absolutely zero evidence of anything whatsoever paranormal happening. I mean, think there is not one shred of positive evidence for any of these things to have happened. Why weren't the Warrens included in the book or the movie? They were. They, they came in late. It was Anson and the Lutzes. And the, oh, okay. and the, that's it. And they, they brought William Weber in as a lawyer. The movie is already written. Yeah. Uh, um, I think they came in when... I, I think these things... I, you know, I'm not positive, but uh, but they were not part of the... Uh, they they jumped in on, on the situation, made some money. They, they wrote a book about it themselves, I believe. And they certainly got a tons of press out of this because remember, it very quickly became a, a not only a best-selling book but a movie. Yeah. So they were they did tons of interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but that stuff. I mean, they only lived there for twenty-eight days. Yeah. So they weren't getting press while it was happening. I, so I, how they, did the Warrens go in? I think and they see? were. I think they. I'm, I'm not positive. I think they were called in to give it a veneer of. Remember, they were semi-famous, semi-celebrity paranormal investigators. So you call these great paranormal investigators in and it gives you kind of credibility. No one knew so, that at the time they were utter frauds. But Well, the Lutzes and Jay Anson and the attorney must have known that. Otherwise, they wouldn't have called them in because then what, if, they, exactly. if, they, if they had thought they were legitimate, then mm -hmm. they would say, yeah. there's nothing here. Yeah, I agree. I'm sure, I, I, I don't know. 
But I suspect that's exactly what happened. They knew that the, they knew that the Warrens had already had a, a history of they believed anything they, they, right. came, they came into contact with. Uh, I don't know that for a fact, though. So the Warrens always claimed, by the way, this is the case was real. They never back down, even after everybody knows. If you look at like in Wikipedia right now, it lists that book as, as a novel. Oh God! Which is good because it is. It's just not a very good one. Uh, and remember Lorraine's quote that about the case, the case still haunted and all that stuff. Another family moved in right after the Lutzes moved out, and they and every other resident in the ensuing almost now forty years has never had any kind of reported anything amiss, anything scary, nothing has ever happened in that house. So are these people immune to ghosts or are they just a slightly more honest than the Lutzes were? You be the judge. So anyway, again, the fraud was admitted, uh, you know, done. If you if you use this case to support paranormal activity, you're either an idiot or a liar. I'm just gonna say it. Or both. Right yeah, there. No los dos. <laughs> <laughs> so how about the parent, parent family of the Conjuring fame? One of the parent daughters and the Warrens, again, always claimed that the events that gave rise to the Conjuring movie were real. Yeah. These that, that those things really happen. No one else pretty much thinks so. I, I, well, I, I think some of the other family members too. I think the mother does. The current owner, by the way, is named Norma Sutcliffe. She took it upon herself to research the history of the house, and she found that most of what the Warrens and the parents said was fact was actually fiction. Yeah. Bathsheba Sherman, the poor woman, not a witch, Think about it. I mean, well, yeah. a witch. Well, yeah, Think, so, so to believe the Warrens, you have to literally believe that there were witches in 19th century and that Bathsheba was a witch. Just stop right there and think about that. So, People do. I mean, that's what they claim was the focus of this, the reason for this, because she was a rich witch and killed her kids. Well, I mean, if you believe in ghosts and demons, you, it's I know, not that much of a stretch that you believe in witches. How about too. the rest of us? She could have been a witch, but she didn't kill her kids. No. But the other townsfolk accused her of that and so that no evidence for that whatsoever caused her None, no evidence whatsoever and suffering and her suicide and putting the curse on the property. just hold on here Carrie. Yeah, why would she kill herself if she was guilty uh no satanic worship or animal sacrifices ever were documented ever occurred she did not ever curse the land the only people who said that by the way were the warrens she did not hang herself. She did not murder Oops. any of her kids. She died at the age 73 of a stroke. <laughs> oh, okay then. It's complete it. fiction. It's utterly made up. A lot of it is made up by, Car I think her name is Carmen. Wait, I'm thinking, I can't remember. The mother of the case and also the Warrens. So the oldest parent daughter, she actually had a couple of self-published books on the story. So she has a vested interest in this story. <laughs> Um, she said that the exorcism by the Warrens was fake, that it never happened. There was a seance, but the war it wasn't just the Warrens, it was the Warrens and a medium and also a priest were involved in this seance. And that seance that happened there ended with Roger Perrin, the, the father of the family, punching Ed Warren in the face, dropping him to the ground, which is good because Ed Warren was a, was a bully, and uh, threw everyone out. So, so do her books claim that it was true or not true? Her books do claim that it was true. But she, she kind of, she says the Warren seance, you know, ended with that. And there was no exorcism that the Warrens uh, claimed in their book. Yeah. So um, the parents stayed there, which is one of my favorite. They, the, the parents who were there suffering this, quote unquote, extreme haunting from 1970 to 1980. That's right. Ten years. That's too much. So 
they stay there for 10 years suffering these horrific haunting incidences and uh, you know no worries poor Norma Sutcliffe by the way she was the one I mean at least the Lutzes had the sense to move after 28 days that makes the story much more realistic if we're scared out real quickly than if you know we stayed there for 10 years that just didn't make a lot of sense I my guess is that the uh, the parents thought of the story like toward the end go oh, I got a great idea let's say we've been haunted well we lived here for 10 years yeah just let's do it so um just say we're lazy oh. <laughs> no the Lutzes were there 28 days I never said Lutzes the parents were there for 10 years the conjuring oh, I mean not the Lutzes the Warrens I thought you no 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 the parent, the family that lived there and, and suffered these horrible haunting for ten years. For ten years before they finally moved out. They called in at the end. Yeah, toward the end. Yeah. Oh, shoot. So, um, Norma Sutcliffe, she's the owner, and she was the owner when the the, the owner after the parents left. She was the owner when the movie came out. Because remember, this was the uh, this was the basis of what movie was this again? The Conjuring. The Conjuring. That's right. So my bad. My bad. Uh, sorry. Um, she was there when the Conjuring came out in 2013. And she just got horrific looky-loos, internet doxing. See, um, the uh, she sued actually sued the studio because internet internet idiots were posting information about her family, encouraged people to break into her house. Yeah, so did people like? Well, I guess the address is out there. So yeah. Just like, yeah, the Lutz's address is out there. By the way, it's 112 Ocean Avenue. Sorry, well, current residents. <laughs> see, I know about the Lutz's. Like, that's like in everything. I remember watching like stuff about the murders and watching the EMV horror. Yeah. The movie, the old movie, and seeing like the address everywhere. But I don't really remember seeing the Conjuring address. Uh, yeah, I don't either. But they found it. They yeah. just found it. Mm-hmm. Found it, advertised it, and did dickish things. So that's the, that's the... The, uh, this case again almost certainly it essentially comes down to you believe everything that people who write books and make money about it say is true and they live there through for 10 years with it no one's ever had any problems with that house ever since are you call bullshit that's what it boils down to Annabelle this like all the Warren cases by the way the only quote-unquote proof that we have for the Annabelle events is that they said what happened actually happened that's the proof. You just have to literally believe them. There's never any photos, any eyewitnesses, uh, um, reports, except for people who have skin in the game. And their entire career was built, the Warrens, I mean, on you know investigating these cases, writing a book about it, making money, drawing people to their museum, museum in Connecticut. I mean, that's that's their whole that's their existence. Uh, the Annabelle story was. Very, by the way, possibly inspired by a 1963 Twilight Zone, 1963 Twilight Zone <laughs> episode where a woman named Annabelle gives her daughter a doll that comes to life and terrorizes the family. Actually, I think it terrorizes the stepdad, played by Telly Savalas, where, so Annabelle, the mom, gives the doll, and the, the kid loves the doll, and it starts saying, I'm, what's your name? God damn it. I'm, I'm something, I'm something Tina. I love you or something like that but to the stepfather starts saying I'm tinkling Tina I hate you <laughs> and he starts just terrorizing him and he eventually 
Uh, he tries to destroy it. He tries to burn it. It can't be burned. He tries to put his head in a vice. It can't be crushed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, he throws it in the trash or something like that. But the kid's all upset, so he gives it back to the kid. Really? And when he's walking down the stairs, it trips him and he falls to his death. It's oh, great, boy. great episode. If I was a doll maker, I'd make one of those and like purposely put in shit to like fuck with the parents. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like I'm talking to Tina. I love you. I want to be your best friend. You're an alcoholic. <laughs> shit like that. The kid doesn't notice when the parents are like, what? what? I didn't know you are talking. That's, that's not true. So here's some questions about this case. Why did Annabelle only terrorize the one apartment in this whole apartment complex yeah. if the little girl died on the land yeah. that the entire complex? Why just terrorize that, that, that one apartment? Yeah. You got you to start somewhere? Yeah. Is that right, Carrie? Okay. Well, how, how did she exactly did she get her soul in that Raggedy Ann doll and then get herself to an antique store where it was just happened to be bought by the parents who are going to then give it to their daughter who lived in that apartment complex where she came, who she died. Oh, okay, that part's random. Wait, no. It's incur- totally random. Possessed the doll until she got to the apartment. Yeah. I'm not buying it. Are, are, did, are the parents claiming the possessed doll did stuff before to the daughter? As far as I know. I thought the Warrens were claiming that it was the doll. Well, the Warrens came out and said, well, yeah, the Warrens the said a demonic... The, yes, you're right. The, the medium said it was the land and the girl, Annabelle Higgins. Okay. Either the demon or the ghost from the land possessed the doll after the doll got to the apartment. I suppose you're right. I suppose. I'll give you that. We'll just go ahead and um, delete that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, how about how can the fiancé not fight off a doll? It was dark. I think it's a wuss. And Beelzebub is really strong. (laughs) By the way, though, again, though, the... why didn't they just get rid of the damn doll? I know. That, that is the biggest question. Is why are you going to live with the doll for that long a time and uh, not just burn it or that give it away? That fucker would have been a chew toy yeah. so quick. And, and as I mentioned before, the raggedy, it's just a normal looking, big, kind of creepy because it's raggedy and doll. Yeah. And it's too big too. If you see, if you see the pictures, we'll probably post some pictures. Yeah. It's too big. I think raggedy, 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 raggedy and dolls is like a foot or so maybe. Yeah, I mean, this we, this thing looks like it's three feet tall. This is this is a big ass Raggedy Ann doll. But the Annabelle doll is a scary ass looking girl with scary eyes and like dark Halloween makeup on. It's more like a porcelain yeah, doll. Yeah, exactly. So they made the doll scary, which is fine. Which is fine. Yeah. No, this, that would be that would have been you know not a spooky. You're right. So anyway, that's the uh, the Annabelle. The logic it says that. They would have gotten rid of the doll or long before they did. Or, but again, you have to either believe all those things happened or not. And the word of the Warrens and the couple of people involved who made some, some quiche out of it or not. I don't know. What, the, the nursing student made money? What, how, what did she make off of it? Carrie. Royal, royalties. Did she make money? Probably. <laughs> Someone didn't do their research. Uh, so, <laughs> Someone may not have. I'm going to say they probably did. I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know. We're switching to the Enfield Portergeist. Okay. Enfield. Enfield. That was the, the one that based on Conjuring 2 in England. Uh, this is also, in this case, this is kind of like Amityville. This is absolutely a crystal clear 100, 100% hoax fraud. No question whatsoever. In this case, this was one of the kids were like throwing rocks and levitated and shit like that. Janet, young Janet. In this case, the is clearly like like many many poltergeist case, it's just troubled teenage kids or sometimes preteen kids 
who start doing things for attention. That's 99% of poltergeist cases. In this case, Janet. She was seen jumping off the bed. Whoa. To, to levitate. Oh. She was seen, she was caught throwing things. They literally just caught her throw, like, like, oh my God, what's that? She's <laughs> throwing stuff. And because and, there'd be multiple people in the room, and then one would, you know, everybody would go, oh my God, what, that rock just got thrown over there. And one person would go, I kind of saw Janet just throw that rock now, that little yeah. bitch. So uh, there was a hidden camera in, in the room next to her, and it caught Janet bending a spoon that she would later offer as proof that the uh, poltergeist ghost had bent this spoon. They also caught her trying to bend an iron bar, but she wasn't strong enough. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Janet. She was seen banging a broom on the ceiling to simulate the noises in the walls in the ceiling that she said was caused by a ghost. This is a prankster-ass bitch. But a yeah. bad one. I'm on Janet's she side. Was, I am too. Well, she fooled a lot of people. She's fucking she about she a did. movie. Yeah. When she thought no one was looking, she tried to hide the, the tape recorder of one of the paranormal researchers, but he saw her do it, like hides it behind the bed. I don't oh know why. God. How did it get there? The ghost yeah. did it. A ventriloquist, say the word for me. Ventriloquist. Was brought in. And um, he said, yeah, she's um, she's not bad, but she's clearly throwing her voice for those demonic voices. Uh, in a TV interview, Janet actually one time, this is because remember, it was a big deal. So they did a TV interview on, I don't know, BBC Scotland or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Janet literally put her mouth in, or I'm sorry, her hand in front of her mouth. And then suddenly disembodied voices sounded on the interview. Remember, the little girl's only 11, so she wasn't super clever about her little tricks, uh, but one of the investigators would later write that after hearing the one of the demonic voices sound right, he said, quote, as always, Janet's lips hardly seem to be moving. <laughs> hardly. <laughs> this is the, there were two English psychic investigators, and they both believe that, that at least some of the phenomena were real. Well, this is one of those guys. I mean, her, her lips hardly seem to move at all. So it's a demonic voice. That's the level of logic of these two paranormal investigators. This before. Uh, so anyway, a camera, another, this is more evidence of why this was utter and clear bullshit. A camera set up to take pictures every 15 seconds showed that Janet was simply, she used her bed like a trampoline. She'd get a running jump and she would jump up so she was higher than the level of her bed and then uh, timing the camera to take pictures. And you see the, you can see those pictures all over the internet. In fact, we'll, we'll do one of those there, but you see these pictures of Janet in her nightgown, you know, in the air, like this weird look on her face. And that's supposed to be proof positive that she's levitating Bitch, off the end, jumping. as opposed to jumping. Yeah, she's, there's no question. So, so the audio was wrong. <laughs> Your laugh was lighter than the sneeze. It was. You, just didn't, yeah. you didn't laugh. Is that because snot came out, Carrie? Is that why you're laughing? No, no, it's not came out, but it's funny. Listeners, no, I've never snotted in my life. Stop <laughs> it. So, um, they also, an audio, audio recording of a dresser that fell also picked up the sound, the soft sound of footprints creeping up to the dresser before <laughs> it knocked over. Clearly, I fucking love it. This yeah. bitch don't even know how to tiptoe. <laughs> yes. Janet and her sister Margaret even actually confessed what they're doing, but the two English psychic researchers convinced them to retract their confession. They're like, shh, shh, shh. So, they're like, this is fake, not, not. We're gonna write a book, shut the fuck up, because they did. The Warrens forced the way into it. It became kind of a cause celeb, right? The Warrens heard about it in America. They were not invited. They flew to England and said, here we are, we're the famous Warrens, we're here to investigate. The family wanted nothing to do with them. Yeah. The English researchers wanted nothing to do with them. It's like, whoa, 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 this is our gig. You guys, take off. It's bullshit. They were never once allowed into the home. 
The family wanted nothing to do with them and made them leave. They so they just you know hung out in the area for a couple of weeks and then got enough material to pretend like they were had investigated the situation. So you watch Conjuring two. And the Warrens are the heroes. They're in yeah. there. They're doing possessions and exorcism and shit like that. They had they never walked stepped a foot into the house. They had Meanwhile. nothing to do with the case whatsoever. Wow. They glommed yeah, onto it <laughs> solely because it was a famous case. Anywhere that they saw cameras rolling, those two assholes were there. So anyway, Arnie Johnson possession of 1981. The Warrens would, as you know, would ultimately claim that there are 43 demons possessed this one 11 year old kid. Not sure where they found the room. Were they getting yeah. like, pissed off each other, I wonder? Like, hey, hey. Scoot over. <laughs> no, I'm like, scoot over. Something like that, I'm thinking. Scary. The Warrens brought in priests and things like that, right? Those priests would later say that there were no exorcisms whatsoever. As a contradict, the Warrens said they, they did three, quote, lesser exorcisms. The priest said nothing of the sort. David, when David, uh, the 11-year-old member who was, who was possessed, when they moved him to a school that helped disturbed children and he got counseling he got better so not so much demons leaving as opposed the kid was psychologically no well maybe the demon needed some therapy too and <laughs> yeah. once they both got it he's like okay i can leave you alone now you know i had not about that but you're right david's older brother <laughs> uh, he, uh, david's older brother he sued the warrens and a man named gerald brittle who wrote yeah. another book he wrote the, another true book based on this yeah. incident he sued both of them he said that the warrens manipulated his family that brittle made up the story of demons and that his brother was was mentally ill and clearly so and the family knew that, but the Warrens sort of came in and said, "No, no, no! Your yeah. your son's not mentally ill. He's demonically possessed." And they were cat. They were Catholic family. Most of the people, by the way, were uh, almost always Catholics. If you, if you haven't noticed that or not. Well, and I have noticed that, that you know atheists don't tend to get possessed by anything yeah. ever. <laughs> and and the Warrens were uh, hardcore ultra conservative, like Catholic Catholic. Like yeah. they they worked with a guy named Bishop McKenna, who was a fake bishop. And he belonged to this order that said all the popes after John the 23rd were fake popes mm-hmm. because they were ecumenical. In other words, they admitted that other religions might be have some wisdom to them, so oh they were bad God. people. So every pope since them has been not a real pope. That's the kind of Catholicism the Warrens practice. It's kind of like Mel Gibson in his day. I didn't know there was that kind of Catholicism. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I tell you every time, Catholics are freaky. But well, this, this, is a, this is a schism, <laughs> essentially. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a fundamentalist Catholic... Uh, like uh, Mel, I'm not kidding. Mel Gibson's father is does that in Australia. He comes from this ultra, ultra, ultra conservative, fundamentalist Catholic right. background, where there's not even recognized as Catholics by the Catholic Church. Yeah, I know yeah. about that. But all the Catholics I know are just nice, normal people. Yeah, Jack. Uh, to you. Oh, behind the scenes, it's a cult. <laughs> you're like carrying babies. Up a front or? For Carrie. What are you, a Freemason? Jesus. Whoa. So, um, <laughs> the haunting in Connecticut, the Snedeker House. Even the Warrens said a lot of what was shown in the movie was bullshit. Yeah. But how about their book? The book must have been true, right? The Warrens wrote it. No. Wait, refresh my memory. Who the Snedeker Houses were the ones in the Haunting of Connecticut story. Okay. What happened there? That was a bunch of blood from the um, tap, uh, dishes that oh, moved, yeah. lights that oh, flickered. Okay. This is mortuary. Ghost rape. All mortuary. Oh, okay. Uh, no. Was it? Yeah. Shit, yeah. Okay. Wait, no, was it? The toad yeah, funeral home. What about the toad tags? Was it? Or is that the Smurls? I'm getting mixed up. Oh, now. A that lot of think that was the Smurls. That was the Smurls. Okay. This is the, the, the haunting in Connecticut where they're haunted and, and the, the parents were raped by ghosts. And they were in Connecticut. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're in Connecticut. It was, they're haunted. The Smurls is Rhode Island, right? Yes. Uh, even the, so the Warrens, uh, the Snedeker, Snedekers 
tirelessly promoted this story. Uh, they went on the whole talk show, Shirkit, talking about their haunting. Shirkit. 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 That's Shirkit. how you pronounce Shirkit. it. Sean That's how uh, either Sean Connery or Sherrod pronounces it. So um, they had they had a, a, a show on Discovery Channel, because there's always a lot of true things on Discovery yeah. Channel. A neighbor and former owner of the haunted house, supposedly haunted house, say the Snedekers, oh, you're right, Carrie. You're right. This is the funeral home. My bad. Oh, okay. My bad. Well, remember how they didn't know anything about the funeral home? Uh, being a funeral home? Yeah. That both a neighbor who was there at the time and the owner of the pre previous owner said, 100% absolutely, we told them it's a funeral home. They knew full well it's a funeral home. I love it. And they saw, and you know, they didn't miss the graveyard right there under the bay window. Yeah. All of the things in the movie, the blood from the tap, dishes that moved, lights that flickered, ghost sightings, were 100% just based on the word of the family, the Snedekers, who made money out of this, who did write books about this, and have been promoted in ever since. I think it's the mom. She's been promoting it, promoting it on her website ever since. Uh, other things were made up by the filmmakers, though, also. They had a, a medium and a seance, which didn't really happen. Dead people with writing on them, being seen by one of the kids, that was, that was fiction by the filmmakers. A shower curtain that tried to suffocate one of the family members, yeah. made up. A shower so, um, curtain. The filmmakers, so no, the filmmakers took the bullshit of the Stendaker family and the Warrens and made it double bullshit by just adding some more bullshit to their bullshit. But at least that's a movie. These bitches are trying to say it's true. Don't say based on a true story in your fucking movie yeah. when you're doing anything about the Warrens. It pisses me off. So the Snedeker's mother claims that um, she claimed that the former workers had gone all necrophiliac on the um, corpses, and that is why it was haunted. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Made up by her. She claims research to show this. She never produced any what of the research. research. Yeah. She just said, that? I researched it and I found that. And they said, well, show us the receipts. And she said, what? what's that over there? So, hey, I have an idea. Yeah. I'm going to start a um, website and write a book and stuff called Penelope in the Attic. Ooh, I like it. Ooh, That's yeah. a scary title. Yeah. Let's okay. cut this out because all our listeners are going to know we're full of shit. That's okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listeners, listeners, yeah. we're all in on us together. Okay. <laughs> so... The like Amityville, the landlord of the house has said that no one before or since the Stenikers have had any issues whatsoever with the house. It's completely free of demons, ghosts, or anything else. So, and again, things—if things were so awful, why do you stay there for two years? I mean, you being raped by demons or ghosts? Literally, yeah, your kids—your kids are in your house with you. If that's not reason enough to move out for two years, when asked that the is. time. The, the mom was asked at the time, why didn't she at least get the kids out of the house? Her name is Carmen. She said, quote, children need stability. Hopefully it won't kill them. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. But at other times, she would, never, she would um, say she didn't know about what things were going on. So, the and the Bridgeport, uh, Connecticut diocese, 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 diocese. Uh, only admitted that they investigated it. They looked into it because there's a, a family, it was a Catholic family, and they looked into it, but they conducted no exorcisms. There was no there was no evidence to them of any alleged possession or anything like that at all. So they also called bullshit on the Warrens. The story was finally, it was, it was written up by in a uh, book in 1992 by a horror novelist named Ray Garten. It was billed as a true story. Why? Because that sells books and movies. Turns out, Ray Garden was hired by the Warrens to look into the case, to investigate the Snedeker case. It was getting a lot of local press and to write it up for them, right? Because they were, by this time, their major celebrity had many, many books written. They're celebrity paranormal folks. The problem was that uh, that Ray Garden, he found that the family's stories about it, uh, what was happening, were constantly changing. 
completely. They are moving targets. Not surprising. Quote from him. The family involved, which was going through some serious problems like alcoholism and drug addiction. Whoa. This is from Ray Garten. Could not keep their story straight. I became very frustrated. It's hard writing a nonfiction book when all the people involved are telling you different stories. Well, you know, maybe you might want to change this genre of that book, <laughs> yeah. Ray. To his credit, he was ashamed of himself and, and still is. He's, a, he's, a, he's published like 60 novels. He's a well-known horror, a semi-well-known horror novelist, but this was his low point. He's, he's literally said that. He's embarrassed by this. He found, he, quote, I found that the accounts of the individual Snedekers didn't quite mesh. They couldn't keep their story straight. I went to Ed with this problem. Ed said, oh, they're crazy. <laughs> You've got some of the story. Just use what works and make up the rest. Just make it up and make it scary. Damn it, Ed. Ed Warren. Wow. So any of you people who think that Ed Warren isn't a lying fraudster full of shit, then... A tell, lying what? Tell a fraudster. Oh. I was <laughs> like, well, what's a fraudster? He's a fraudster, man. He's, he's a frost stuff. He's, he frosts gigs. Garten's great, great shame. To Ray Garten's great shame, though, he did exactly that. He wrote the book up. It was billed as a, as a true story. It sold a lot of books. The Snedekers still to this day stand by the story, huh. but they've never offered one tiny ounce of proof that any of it's true. They, remember, they made money in the book deal. They, by the way, they were aware of the Lutzes had made and the whole Amityville scam. They knew about that. They knew the formula. They just said basically, the Lutzes found a murder house, right? The Snedekers found a, a mortuary. It's just a, a, a variation on the thing. Yeah, it's a bigger murder house. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually kind of clever if you think about it. But that's the basic. It's the basic story of Amityville of the Conjuring. I mean, the Lawrence, the Lawrence don't aren't super imaginative they, they they have a basic story and they stick to it and they do it again and again and they make a lot of money uh small family we got mixed up in a minute ago yep this was the book that was, that was called the haunted and it was a made for tv movie 1981 so like a broken record we'll do this pretty quickly the priest who with the warrens said that there are no exorcisms performed there was no paramour paranormal events that they paramore. ever saw there was no they didn't listen to paramore <laughs> That's what you get we don't have the rights. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're going to say? Yes. Uh, no no eyewitness, again, without money to be made, ever said backed up anything the Warrens said. And apparently the father had some pretty serious psychological issues. He was, a mem- as you recall, sexually assaulted by a guest. <laughs> the guy regarded did mention drug and alcohol. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He did. I thought that was the Snickers. No. Wait. Oh. Yeah, it was. That's, that's, yeah, you're right. You're right. The Smurls also. I mean, think about it. I, I don't want to cast too many aspersions, but Let's. if you're saying a ghost is raping me, you probably have some pre-existing psychological condition there. Well, you're I'm saying sp- that he believed it? Yes. Oh. Yes. I thought they he, were he, all made well, up. Well, he may. I don't know. Maybe. He might have been a little cuckoo. What, what is that called? It's called cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I can't say it, but Aaron can. Yep. Uh, the Smurls said that they, uh, well, you know, I don't, uh, the Smurls do sound like they're full of shit. Because at the beginning, they said, oh, we don't like this attention. When it became kind of a, a newspaper thing, they said, oh, leave us alone. We don't like the attention. And they then went and immediately co-authored the book with oh, the yeah. Warrens and a local reporter. They also, And they would later make a, a, was this a movie? I'm getting these cases mixed up, goddammit. Anyway. They're all the fucking same. Yeah, yeah. they are. That's probably why. Why the family s- doing some bullshit? <laughs> saying get out and not, and not getting out. Mm-hmm. The Smurls didn't get out to 1988. At which time, the new tenant there, quote, never encountered anything supernatural while living there. And again, no evidence whatsoever. All just either believe the family that wrote the book and the Warrens that wrote the book, or you don't. I, I know what I do. Uh, the South End Werewolf. 
Again, just zero corroboration. One review of the book that the Warrens wrote about this said that the Warrens call it a, quote, carefully documented book, but they forgot to include the documentation. <laughs> I haven't read the book, but this this is a review of the book said there's just absolutely no documentation whatsoever. It's again, it's just, here's what we say happened. They forgot. Well, maybe in their minds, that is the documentation. It probably is. At the end of the day, it's really just this disturbed guy who, who I, I think Bill Ramsey's the guy. I think he legit thought he was a werewolf. He has, I mean, remember he yeah. had psychological problems at the age of nine. They resurfaced when he was in his early 20s. That he attacked like police a, officers. It's like kind of break. I mean, yeah. Isn't there a specific... Um, Lycanthropy. Mental illness where people believe they're werewolves. Okay, let's go with lycanthropy. <laughs> yeah. That's is it. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That is what it's called. He possibly, very likely, actually suffered from lycanthropy. The and as far as the whole exorcism stuff, remember that. So the Warrens bring him to Connecticut. They bring in their bishop Robert McKenna, the fake ass super right wing Catholic bishop, and they exorcise poor Bill Ramsey. And apparently, there's I've seen still pictures of it, and he's like his lips are snarling, his fingers are all curled up. We'll have to put a picture up there. Apparently, the whole thing was on video, but I I think that but the uh, Warrens. I think you have to probably pay the fee to see it. God. It's comedy gold because he's like growling and spitting and I'm a werewolf. And he's just a person in a shirt. So the uh, the case, by the way. Oh, by the way, this is going to be Conjuring 3. Oh, uh, my God. Rumors are out. This wolf guy, the wolf case will be Conjuring 3. So I'm sure they'll have gone to England. Yeah. We're there when he was attacking the police. I'm sure they'll make the Warrens roll much, much bigger. They never went to England on this. They had him come. Their only role in it was having him come to Connecticut and then exercising the wolf demon out of him. That's it. Oh. The wolf demon that apparently was able to trap. So again, if you if you want to believe this is true, as the Warrens do, you have to literally believe that Bill Ramsey transformed into a werewolf because they have said exactly that. I've, I've seen them on a video on, a, on some dumb show from the 90s. Huh. It says, yeah, we no, people didn't believe where it was, but we did. Lorraine Newman, uh, Lorraine Warren says that. <laughs> Lorraine Paul Newman. Newman's wife. Saturday Live. Just name. Lorraine Newman. So, um, and by the way, this werewolf would materialize with no extra fur or fangs or claws, just Bill Ramsey looking Rawr. like a dick. So, uh, yeah, and going, Rawr, and curling his hands like that. Arr, I'm scary. It's weird to think of exorcisms and werewolves because it's not a spirit. It's well, like something you change. Exactly. They only so know how, how to do, do the They have exercise. one song. That one song is demons. <laughs> so, oh, you're a werewolf? Oh, uh, maybe it's a wolfish demon possessing you. That, seriously. Know, every story different. turns into demons for them. Everything. Yeah. The last one is the Union Cemetery, White Lady Ghost. Okay, so Ed, Ed Warren says, I have this video. It's a famous video. You can see it. He talks a lot about the video. He never actually shows the video. Shocker. Never does. One person has said, I saw the video in, in his house. He showed it to me quickly. I, and, and it looked like, kind of like a, a grainy, distant, poorly detailed, maybe there's some kind of a woman in white walking between some tombstones. That's the video. Could that have been Lorraine? Possibly? Yeah. Hmm. Probably. I will just say that. Just get out your wedding dress. <laughs> Go walk in that foggy graveyard. We got it. It was like a Bigfoot thing, but easier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is at night. Seriously. And it's just a woman in white. I, it's I mean, just a lady. Is, that's not hard. So that's the only evidence they have. So we're going to call bullshit on that. Uh, so the real Warrens... Um, in 1997, Stephen Novella and Perry DeAngelis investigated the Warrens for a local New England skeptical group kind of thing, and they interviewed them multiple times. They found found them to be very pleasant people at this time because they're older, earlier in Just life. Just racist. Ed Warren was known as a as a thuggish asshole. 
Their claims, they said their claims of demons and ghosts to be at best as tellers of meaningless ghost stories and at worst dangerous frauds. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the second one. Yeah. They found common errors with flash photography and they found nothing evil in any of the artifacts the Warrens had collected. Quote, they have a ton of fish stories about evidence that got away. They're not doing good scientific investigation. They have a predetermined conclusion which they adhere to literally and religiously, according to Stephen Novella, who's a very well-known scientist and a, um, a writer. The have you seen, he has a, a podcast. It's good. Oh God, I'm gonna forget the name of it. Uh, Shit, I, can look it up. I can't think of it. It's, Never a good, heard of it. it's a very good podcast. The Warrens were hurt that the two skeptics didn't believe them the and take their work seriously. Lorraine Warren would say that quote. Uh, she had a problem with Perry and Steve because. The, I'm sorry. The problem with Perry and Steve is they don't base anything on a god. That, <laughs> oh, was, that was why they Fuck couldn't off. see it. They've actually said at times though, if you don't believe, you can't really see their proof. You, if you don't share their kind of religious, you know, mystical yeah. sentiment, well, you there can't. There you go. Yeah. You don't can't believe be disproved. Them, but if you, you believe, you're believe a target. Them. So it's all the believers who are yeah. getting exercised and I wonder why. and all of that bullshit. You can see the motifs though, right? They have a house that can be plausibly said to be haunted somehow, right? A, a mortuary or whatever, or, or a, um, a mass, mass killing house. The ghostly, you see other motifs are sexual assault by ghosts yeah, or demons. Christ. I mean, that comes up multiple times. They also have, also invariably, whatever ghost or poltergeist is there becomes demons as soon as the Warrens set foot on, on, the, on the stage. They, sometimes they'll take whatever they can get, such as the, the werewolf guy. But even they, again, they turn what seemed like a case of lycanthropy into demonic possession. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, they, they either partner with the equally fraudulent family, like in the Smurls and the Snedekers, or they glom onto a case that's already in existence, like the Amityville and the Enfield poltergeist, or they somehow convince disturbed people that their paranormal answer is right, like the South End werewolf guy, Bill Ramsey, yeah. and also Arnie Johnson and the Gletzel case, yeah. or the Arnie Johnson case is like, no, well, we, got, we got a reason. We got a reason why you killed that guy. Yeah. So, in my mind, you tell me, you, you guys take your opinion on, on these folks, but I, I think they're 100%. I've heard Lorraine Newman is, oh, maybe she has, God damn it, Lorraine Warren. People say that, oh, she's so kindly and nice that, she was like one of the original Saturday Night Live yeah. members. But people say, because Ed Warren is, has, is widely disliked at the time. He was yeah. just an asshole. He was a, he was a very, he was a bully. Uh, Lorraine, a lot of, most people liked her. Didn't she come out and say that they made it all up no. after her husband died? No, not that I know of. I don't think so. I no, she still that no. a while ago that Absolutely you know, not. she admitted like in some interview that they had made it up and no. she kept it up for Ed until he died. She did uh, interviews and uh, uh, for sure I know but as late as 2013 for The Conjuring saying it's all true. So I don't think so. She's still alive. But Rain I don't come clean. So what do you think? Well, she's dementia. She's, it's too late. Oh. What you, so, I think we've it, been a little bit clear what we think <laughs> throughout the podcast. The list that it's you just gave. Bullshit. I was hoping one of you would say that they're all, all awesome, cool people because I was going to no. throw you one last curve. Why, why would any of us say that you, you poisoned you the well Have you met any of us? <laughs> Just pretend to. Aaron, say that you believe them. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just pretend you do. Okay. No. A STEM major. No. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the one more thing. It turns out that the Warrens had another little secret besides making up all their cases. It was this. It was recently, and I'll say this is alleged because it's not been proven, but a woman named Judith Penny says that she was Ed's living lover for 40 years. That's not very Catholic. 
She lived with the Warrens after Ed met her while she was driving, while he was driving a bus in Mon- Monroe, Connecticut, because you have to make, it wasn't a lot of money yet in demonology. But um, she was homeless at the time. This is 1963. So they invited her to move in with them. And Ed almost immediately began a sexual relationship with her. She was 15 years old. Oh, Jesus. So he's a pedophile too? Oh, yeah. She roymored her. Um, she claims she had the sexual relationship with Ed immediately. A concerned neighbor at the time even called the police, but apparently the police didn't do anything about it. The warrants would claim that she was either a niece or they had taken her in for like a charity case. So it was okay. Um, in 1978, she got pregnant by Ed, but Lorraine persuaded her to have an abortion. This is all. Her, this is Judith Penny's story. Persuaded. Yeah. Super Catholic, though. Very yeah. Catholic. Uh, very conservative Catholic, as a matter of fact. Penny also said that Ed abused Lorraine, too. As a matter of fact, he'd be, he, honestly, he, he hit her. Yeah. And uh, and psychologically abused her. It ended in nineteen in two thousand three. When she finally left, she's in her 50s by then, I'm sure. She moved out. She claims that she told the producers of The Conjuring all of this before they released the film, but they essentially ignore her. The Warrens, I'll say this to be nice and legal, the Warrens lawyer claims that she made everything up and that it's not true, blah, 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 blah. But that's just a little kind of codicil to um, that. those wonderful, wonderful Warrens that all of you filmmakers who are making those movies and saying these are based on true story are full of shit and you should be ashamed of yourself James Wan and you fucking the fraud. Films, um, the Warrens have a daughter did they have a kid in real life uh, and if so where the hell was she when they were jumping to London all the time to catch a werewolf or something well that was 1981 the, so the daughter was, was probably 40 um, yeah. the, the only one that yeah the only one is the lady that is Judith Penny who was living with them who was, who was their uh, I guess effectively their adopted daughter Oh, I guess Woody Allen. I mean, not not literally. So I, I shouldn't say that. Not she. Well, but, yeah, I know. But but you but know, in real life, they don't have a biological. I no, they like don't. In the films, Mm-mm. no. Did they end the films? Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have that great, but great of a part. I don't, know. I don't remember. They have a kid. They have a daughter. I don't know. Uh, you know, if they do have a biological daughter, I never read about it in any of this research. I don't think so. I think it's just made up. Judith Penny. Or they just kind of transformed her. Into a daughter. Into a daughter, yeah. Rather than sex slaves. Rather than, yeah, exactly. Um, So that's it for the Warrens, the actual real Warrens. Every time you go see The Conjuring 3 or The Conjuring 4 or Annabelle 7, know that they are completely full of shit. It's all fiction. If that's that's the thing that bugs me. If you have a great story, fine. I've like I've seen you know The Conjuring is actually a pretty good movie. Don't use the Warrens. Don't say it's true. Don't don't you're committing fraud because a lot of people see it because they think it's true, and uh, and they take it more seriously and that's that's awful. And you can't rely on people's common sense to say no. this Hell can't no, be true. Can't. Uh-uh. And and you're also glamorizing, yeah, uh, Ed Warren who was a people. thug low life yeah. and his wife who was a it was a knowing fraud. You're you're glamorizing these people with with the wonderful Patrick Wilson who seems so I'm, nice. I'm disappointed in Patrick mm-hmm. and Vera. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them. Yeah, kind of do, blame them. but no. um, but you just stop stop saying these are based on true stories. None yeah. of it is. Yeah. It's all bullshit. It's all fiction. They the, the those that dude. He's known for doing that. Uh, yeah, I know. The maker of the movie. He, he wrote uh, Saw, so I'm not super impressed by his genius. Well, Saw wasn't that bad. Saw was terrible. the first the one. first one. He wrote the first. I don't know. Yeah. The, the ones preceding are terrible. I think he wrote. I think he wrote. I'm I think he directed one of them. I can't remember. But anyway, subsequently um, he also does. He also does Insidious too. Which I like that movie too, but now there's like four. Yeah, and 
stop. Stop. Please. Enough's enough. But Insidious isn't purporting to be based on true events, right? I don't think so. I don't yeah. know, to be honest. Be no. They they're might, they're it, not claiming I'm not, that. I'm not positive. I know. True. They might. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they are. I don't think they are either. I but feel like I would know. Stale. I've seen the first three. Con- all the conjurings. At some point, I would have realized. All the conjurings and the Annabelles are purported to be true, and that's that's yes. scuzzy and dishonest and deceitful, yeah. and you can do better. That's all. Okay. Okay, that's it for the Warrens. Although, uh, when Penelope in the Attic comes out, please go see it. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's real. Fact. True. We swear it's it happened. True. We'll think of things that happened already. Yeah. <laughs> okay, see ya. That's it. Thanks Bye-bye. for listening. Bye.